Welcome to the Power of Makeup, brought to you by Timely Business Management Software. After applying for BBC's Glow Up Series 1 on a whim and reaching the top three, Lee Easthope has overcome his color blindness to achieve his makeup artistry dreams. On this episode, Lee chats about how he has learned to adapt and use his color deficiency to his advantage and inspire others. Lee, thank you for joining me on this podcast. Hello. Um, you know, just for everyone that's listening in, obviously, um, I met Lee while I was a judge on Glow Up. And he was third runner-up or second runner-up? Um, third, yeah. I third runner-up. But what fascinated me about Lee and why we've got him here on the podcast is because he has a lot to say, but also because I'm so fascinated the fact that he's colorblind, you know, and our relationship on the show, you know, I was so impressed with your work. And I can't remember, you know, what sort of mistake you made, but you can talk about your experience at the show. But I think it's really important just to, for those that are listening to see, you know, what opportunity the show gave you, because you are more like an influencer, a public speaker now, you know, you represent all different things, you know, you're, you know, man, you wear makeup, you know, it's a whole new different realm. Um, there's so many things that we could discuss. So um, let's start from the beginning, you know, your transition into makeup and, you know, what made you get into it? Uh, so I actually, I got into makeup. Uh, it was Halloween. I, I've always been fascinated by Halloween. I always loved dressing up and it was, it was four years ago and I just couldn't decide what outfit to wear or what to paint on my face. And I've done that every year for the last decade. And um I just ended up doing too many and I thought, actually, this is fun. Maybe, maybe this could be, and that hobby spiraled into a bit of an obsession. Uh, and then Glow Up appeared and I had too many glasses of wine, applied for Glow Up and then ended up being judged by Lan by yourself uh, at Fashion Week. And it was just an absolute whirlwind. And then that was it. And I couldn't let it go after that because I went to learn and I went to grow as an artist and it pushed me so much that as soon as I got home, that was it. I didn't, I didn't want to work in an office anymore. I didn't want to do what I was doing before. And I just wanted to paint all the time, myself, other people. And, and yeah, Globe did that. I wouldn't be in this position to be able to do that if I had not done Globe. So, but um, that's how it started. And I think, I think I probably would have done it a lot sooner if, I mean, we've talked about before, mm. I had a tutor at college that basically just said, if you are colorblind, you're looking to work in the wrong industry. And that was, like, I was only 19 and I was studying fine art, photography, graphic design and fashion. And all of my choices were creative. So for somebody to turn around and say that, that was it. That, my world just imploded. And I was like, well, what do I do? I can't. He's telling me that I can't do it. And I did believe that for a long time. Um, and now, obviously, we just ignore that and carry on. That's that's how I got here. And now I'm just absolutely loath to go back to work in an office and to not be doing something that I actually care about all the time. Like, I would rather fight for the rest of my life to be a makeup artist than to go back to an office now, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get it. On Like, I assist a photographer, and you would never know that he was colorblind, except he said it once mm-hmm. when I asked him a question. And he said, I said, oh, he was he was asking me about something and about a color, and he goes, actually, I can't, he couldn't see. What is it, the color you can't see? You, um, 
mine is uh, like red green deficient mm. so I struggle anything with red in I struggle with that's the easiest way to look at it yeah um, so I remember yeah him saying something and I was like oh my god you're colorblind but he was one of the best photographers backstage and I think for people outside um you know because when I paint and stuff I see things all blurry and you know yes it's yeah. a bit of a disability but because you're you're you've grown up with it you sort of work even harder to make it even better you see things that maybe no one else sees you know do you find it as an advantage like how do you if you explain to somebody what is it that you see when you do makeup when I get a palette I have to like reference things so I'm like okay that red looks like a cranberry that red looks like a post box that red looks like a stamp and I have to like learn it like that so I when I choose colors and when I use color I just choose what I think is going to work and that actually is largely due to yourself and Val and Dom telling me to just get over it because I needed that. I needed somebody to give me a kick and be like, just deal with it. You've dealt, like like you said, I've dealt with it forever and mm. it never stopped me before. Um, so now, yeah, I think, I think I see things differently. I think the reds that I see are completely different. The blues, the greens and purples are all completely different to what you see. And I think I, I can try and get my point across. I'm still going to see something completely different to what everybody else is seeing. So well, I, I think do, that's yeah, an advantage. That's an advantage. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, 100%. You know, if only like 10% of the population can actually see the way it's supposed to look, mm. then that's how I started looking at my work rather than trying to do it in full colour and make it easily accessible for everybody. And that it makes sense. If I do it how I want to do it, it makes sense for everybody rather than mm. trying to do it a different way. So if someone's in your position, you know, what advice would you get to them? Because obviously you had this little, I mean, Val, come on, one of the top makeup artists in the world to give you, you know, yeah. to kick up the backside, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for those at home that actually, because you've got a massive following as well, and those guys that aspire to be you or anyone else in the world that has, you know, some form of disability or, you know, has the same situation as you, um, what would you advise them to hone in on their skills or to do to do what you do? I think, I mean, the following obviously comes with Glow Up. So it comes with doing a reality TV show, doesn't it? And that's grown since. Um, and that's really lovely. And I think when anybody that's going to put their art out into the world, so if social media is the industry that you want to work in and that's something that you want to do, then you actually just have to be brave and just get a thick skin inc incredibly fast because not everybody's going to love what you do. If somebody is colorblind and wanted to come into different te skin textures, skin tones, like ages, it's not just working on yourself if you want to be a makeup artist. And I think that was a big, the difference between doing my own and doing models when we got to glow up, because I'd only ever worked on one person before and other than me, um, that was a big thing for me. It, and it was like, actually, this is 10 times harder than I thought. And it's going to take a lot more practice than I thought. But actually, because it's a constant learning thing, that was fine. Um, but I honestly think how you see the world, if you are colorblind, if you've got any kind of, colour deficiency in your vision how you see the world is what you need to put out I think the sooner you can stop worrying about it and thinking oh I don't know if that's blue or purple I don't know if that's green or brown and actually does it work do you think it's going to work if you think it is then it probably does and it's just getting past that it's the anxiety and the stress and the dread of somebody turning around and being like this is okay this doesn't work and actually in the last four years, I've only ever had one person tell me that they didn't like the shade of red that I picked for the lips. So it's not the end of the world. 
if that happens, you wipe it off, you start again, you're not saving somebody's life. So Lee, um, you know, if someone's in your position, um, you know, whether they have a disability or, you know, that colorblind, because it is, it seems to be quite common, but people don't really talk about it. You know, what advice? I think for me, if you are trying to get into a creative industry and you have um, some kind of color deficiency, or if you have something that you think is going to hold you back, then actually the more you work with it, the easier it gets. And you can learn a lot, even just from yourself by trial and error. And I think it's just about having breaking through that anxiety and breaking down that wall of I don't do this because I can't do this. But actually you can do it. And I follow a makeup artist now who is completely colorblind and she sees in completely black and white and mm-hmm. she still creates beautiful work. So uh, if anything, like just try. You don't know how it's gonna go. And have you come across then loads of people with the same, you know, sort of way of looking things as well or is it do you find that both of you are completely different how you see things uh it is quite different because obviously she sees in black and white i i'm mm. not at that my color deficiency isn't quite that strong so the difference between colors and shades i can't see all she gets is a black and white shade pan so mm. she has to go online and has to learn the same as me what's in what palette what color why something called meringue is bright orange and understand it from there and I think there are ways like a lot of brands are really helpful and really inclusive and will put a shade range list online so you can see exactly what color it is some won't and some don't um Mm -hmm. and honestly those brands I've actually just started to avoid because it's I've asked and asked and it's just really unhelpful I've got a palette a beautiful palette actually that I can't even use because I don't know what shades are in it I could sit and ask but I, I need that description to go back to but how do you know it's be what makes it beautiful for you when you're looking at something? I, how do you I know? Th- what is it? So I said before about my references yeah. with colour. So I think that looks like cranberry or I think that looks like uh, Coca-Cola or whatever it is. Um, and I have to go with it from there. So if I pick a palette and I think, oh, all of these references are shades that I would gravitate to because mm-hmm. they're shades that I like. I think this looks pretty, it looks grungy, it looks a bit edgy. And I honestly, I'm so bored of boring makeup. So anything that has something exciting in it, I'm I'm down for. Wow. And um, have you have you seen like pros and cons at all? Of oh, of being colorblind. Mm. I think cons sometimes like you really, really do have to get your lighting right. So wherever you what, are lighting. Working, lighting yeah Mm. um I find it easier under a white light like the colors are clearer so if I'm using like a warm light or if I'm doing it in sunlight that doesn't help me at all and it actually throws me off because there might be extra pink in somebody's skin that I don't see so for instance I got a little bit of sun yesterday I didn't notice it I felt like I've been blushing for the last two days and my boyfriend told me that I look like I had sunburn this morning (laughs) but my face looks perfectly clear and just all one shade to me so yeah. It's it's like picking it out. And I think foundation matching is always like pick some that you think, try it, whichever one disappears, that's the closest one. There's no secret to finding mm. a foundation apart from learning how to work with them. Yeah. And I'm sure over the years you've found the same. It's just I know what shade that is. And that yeah, you like just know. Yeah. It's like doing by memory, isn't it? Really, yeah. as well. Um yeah. sometimes I 
I think most makeup artists, you know, once you get used to a routine, you're doing yeah. stuff, you actually don't actually think what you're doing. It's just something in your head. It's like, it's hard to explain if you're not a makeup artist. Um, it's like music to our ears. We're just going through a rhythm. Uh, we sort of see a vision and well, the information is just there. It's like we've already yeah. seen where we're going and everything just happens automatically. And it's only what I find, I don't know about you, is when you think about it and break it down is when I sort of um, get a bit like, unconfident you know like I go oh actually when I start yeah. breaking things down I'm like oh actually maybe I'm not doing the right thing but yeah well, well yeah, when I'm absolutely. doing it absolutely it's quite easy is it the same for you or have you always got the anxiety do you need people to tell you like great job and stuff or do you just know I mean I think it's really lovely when somebody's like great job this looks beautiful mm-hmm. like that always helps doesn't it and it helps improve your confidence but I think yeah if I you know, if I get a bride that turns around to me and she's like, oh, I want a perfect red lip and a wing liner, then yeah, I still get that anxiety and think, oh God, I have to do a wing liner. I know I can do it. And I know when I'm there, it'll go on and it'll be fine and I can clean it up. But yeah, absolutely. I sit and break it down. I think, oh God, I don't want to do that. But I do it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. But also now like being obviously as an influencer as well on social media, is, is it you find it hard to transition into for people to take you seriously on jobs? I think because of how I branded my social media, um, mm. it being lots and lots of creative work as opposed to like glam, because glam was more uncomfortable for me. Like natural makeup, if I try and take a picture of myself with natural makeup on, with just like browns and nudes on my face, mm. I might as well not bother because I don't, I can't see it to edit it. But if I put it on somebody else, I can see what it's going to look like on somebody else. But when I take pictures, I look back and I think, well, I don't know how far I'm going with this editing. And I think my Instagram's very creative. There's lots of like, n- not so much special effects anymore, but more like body painty style mm. rather than it just being editorial or just being glam or just being bridal. Yeah. Um, but I also don't like to be bad at anything. So yes and no, I think. I think some people look and go, you know, 200,000 followers, they're not makeup artists. They obviously just do their own face, but my social media is a completely separate entity to my bridal and my actual work. Mm. So my, I've got a separate portfolio. I've got separate works. Like yeah. I just use me because I'm a free model. I'm a free face to work on every single day or whenever I want. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, so, I think, um, I think yeah, yeah. When, when people look at it, they can go, but then people that book me or people that I've worked with before can see that I can do something else and it doesn't necessarily have to just look like social media content. Okay. And so what have you, what did you take away like from assisting and stuff? Cause I know you always used to, you, you're always one of these people that always um, reaches out. And then when I ask you, Oh, like, do you want to, you know, cause you do your own stuff and your branding. I'm like, Oh, maybe you don't want to assist, but you're always one of these people that goes, please, please, if you've got anything, I will travel down. You yeah, know, what but, is it that, um, you know, drives you or what I'm, would you prefer? What, you know, the differences in the different industry. I, I think I've said this before. I, I'm a big geek. I love to learn. And as long as I'm learning, I'm happy. And I think makeup, I can always learn. And it doesn't matter if I assist you 10 times or 100 times. Out of those 100 times, you're going to tell me something that I don't know. Or you're going to show me something that I don't know. Or a technique or a style or something that I can take away and use somewhere else. And I think that's the most attractive thing about makeup for me. Like, what about like at home? you know, your family and stuff, you know, we don't really get to talk about, you know, the personal side of it. Um, How does it, how has it affected you? Like those moments when you wanted to do makeup? I think 
it's quite a hard balance, like trying to do full-time social and have an actual client book where I go out and work and manage family life and a relationship. It like it does get a lot sometimes. And sometimes I some some things just have to stop. So I'll take a break from social for a week. Or if I really, really have to get work done, I talk to my family and I'm say, look, I am you need to ignore me for the next two days. I'm not in this house. I'm going to be locked in my studio and you're not going to see me apart from at meal times. But I think social media being like an influencer and actually making a living from that, I think a lot of people don't understand what goes into it you are not just a makeup artist you don't just take a picture of yourself like there's editing light and you, you have to be a photographer a videographer you have to understand trends you have to understand social media and I think unless you're in it it's quite hard to understand because I feel like some days I might film loads of content on a Monday and not do any more makeup for seven days because I don't need to because I've built it and I've done it but then I think people look from the outside and go well do you even have a job is this even a job so if there's anything that you want to say, what would you tell the world? Is there anything? Is that a big question? Hold on. Let me rephrase. Um, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> I can do it. Okay, what, just let's tailor it down to you. So um, what's next for you? Well, is there anything that you'd really like to, I mean, I know you're still young in the industry, you know, but what are your dreams? That, where do you want to go next? I, I want to go back and work with Rankin again because... That was the that was just one of the wildest moments of my life. Like to study a photographer for three years in college and then just be plonked in his studio and be doing makeup was absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. So ranking, please book me again. Um, but I actually just want I just want to do as much offline as possible. Mm-hmm. Like I love doing online work and I do love social media, but I actually want to work on other people. Like mm-hmm. I don't want. I didn't want to fashion a career in social media. That wasn't my goal. My goal has always been to do other people's faces and to yeah. work fashion week. And do you know what, Vivian Westwood? That's the, that's where I want to go. I would like to do a mm. run with Vivian Westwood. Yeah, done. Right, we manifest that Vivian Westwood. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just as a, a final point, um, what is the power of makeup? For me, it's about it's about that transition and it's about that feeling that people get. So if I am doing something for me, it's potentially an expression of emotion or feelings. And that's my art. If it's on somebody else, I am completely 1 million percent doing it for them because it could be the wedding and maybe it's the most special day of the life, or it could be something super important that it needs to be. And it's about how, when that person goes and looks in the mirror afterwards, I want them to feel like, I've given them a confidence boost and we've had a really lovely chat for the last hour. And now actually you're a bad bitch and you can go out and do whatever you please because that's my job. And then that's it. And I just, for me, it's other people. Like it's my art and it's other people and it's giving people that confidence and that boost that they need. Always. (laughs) Right, well, there you go. Thank you so much, Lee, for taking the time out. (laughs) 